Ireland is a small country. You can pretty much drive from one end to the other in less than a day, way less, like seven or eight hours. But this island off the west coast of Europe is packed with some of the most beautiful and rugged landscapes in the world. Our little island has 275 mountains, according to the Vandeleur Lynham scale. And that classifies a mountain that is over 600 meters in elevation and has 15 meters of prominence. While bagging these peaks is not as widely spoken about as say the Munros in Scotland or the Wainwrights in the Lake District or the 14ers in the US, there are a small number of people who have managed to scale all 275. My guest this week, Ellie Berry, not only ticked off all 275 peaks, but managed to do it in a new record time of 50 days and 5 hours, beating the previous record by almost 5 days. You might remember Ellie as one part of Tough Souls. I did a podcast uh, with her and her partner Carl way back uh, when they completed the challenge of hiking all of the Irish Waymark trails. This time she conquered a new challenge. And if it wasn't already a huge challenge, Ireland had one of the worst summers for rainfall on record this year. Add into the mix a couple of spills and a missed peak, this was truly an achievement of mind over matter. While Ellie is soft-spoken, her achievements are almost deafening. So, without any further ado, this is The Hiker Podcast. I am Owen Hamilton, and please enjoy my conversation with Ellie Berry. But anyway, so like yes. we have a lot to talk about, because uh, the last time you were on the podcast, uh, you were part of, like, I suppose, the but two parts of uh, Tough Souls were, were mm. joining us on the podcast talking about everything hiking in Ireland. But um, it hasn't just been hiking in Ireland that you've been doing. You've been doing quite a lot of running, uh, a lot of trail running, a lot of mountain summiting. Um, but this year, like you've just topped it all off with an incredible feat uh, of of top. I, I, I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm going <laughs> to hand it over to you to get it right. But essentially you've climbed all of ireland's highest peaks in a record time well you you got it pretty spot on (laughs) (laughs) that's basically uh what i'm going with so i the list is known as the vandeleur linums that's what i was Uh, gonna get wrong (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, and basically it is every quote-unquote mountain in ireland now Everywhere you go has a different definition of what a mountain is. Do we need to actually have definitions for such things? Who knows? But There's it's a like, movie about that. Is there? When a, when a hill became a mountain, uh, starring, uh, what's your man's name from uh, Notting Hill? And yeah, oh, Hugh um, Grant. Hugh Grant, yeah. And it's just about a, a hill that became a mountain in Wales. It's, oh, they carried loads of rocks on yeah. the top of it to make it qualify. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's going to happen now? Someone else is going to come and try and beat your record, and then they're going to bring a load of rocks up to the top of a hill. And you're <laughs> like, well, there's a new mountain. <laughs> well, actually, so in between my... So the previous record was set by James Forrest. Yeah. And when he did it, there was actually 273 mountains. And when I did it just there, there were 275 Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So it also gained two mountains. And the thing is that, like, so the, the definition is 60, uh, 600 meters uh, tall or more with a minimum of 15 meters of prominence. So peaky mm-hmm. pointiness. Um, but there are so many kind of random little hills or kind of uh, lumps between other mountains that until you go out and measure them really, 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 really accurately, you, you mightn't know that it was actually pointy enough to be called a mountain. Um, so my favorite, my favorite example, or possibly my least favorite, it's the best example. It wasn't my favorite mountain to climb, um, is uh, Loch Curra Mound in the Galti Mountains. Oh, yeah. So the Galtys are a pretty straightforward range in that most of them are kind of along one line. But there's a couple of um, offshoots. But when you're up kind of on Galti Moor, Galti Bioging, you look down, there's a Loch Curra Lake. It's one of the lakes mm-hmm. that you can see up there. And beside Loch Curra, there is a mound. It's not a mountain, but it is 600.01 meters tall 
and it is just about <laughs> high enough up from the lake to be considered its own peak. Like, would I classify this as a mountain if I was sending somebody to the Galtes? No. But that was <laughs> one of the two new ones that um, were added since James did the list. So to be honest, like if if, if, if that had been on the list when James did it, uh, it wouldn't have made much of a difference to him. So and it's it's yeah. it's it's a it's a little bit of a I suppose you out for a long days anyway, so it's not really too much of a bother. But I've been there before. I was it there last summer? Did did the the Galti and Kush loop, um, mm. the horseshoe loop. But we we went up to Lockura. We actually planned oh. to, to kind of camp up at Lockura. Yeah. Um. At that mound. Oh, <laughs> like, so, so you, you actually I know it very very well. well. <laughs> I know it very well. Like uh, when you said Lockura mound, I was like, surely she doesn't mean that little lump of mm-hmm. like, soil. Uh, yeah. That's there, but yeah, there is actually a, like if you think about the trail that brings you up to it, it's a, it's a bit of a steep trail at points. So yeah, it does make just, sense. I guess the Galtes themselves just kind of start enough above sea level that even though mm. it doesn't feel like a huge climb it still is yeah 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 that's uh yeah that's that's incredible and what was the other do you know what the other the second no actually no mountain no i don't know what it was um, maybe you can call james and just compare notes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> call 274 <laughs> other peaks uh that's so that, that's an incredible and, and what was the um what was the time and, and what was the kind of the the, mm. the shavings that you've done so James Farris did it in 56 days, mm-hmm. um, which is an incredible time. And I did it in, well, so I'm taking the time from my first peak to my 275th peak. So when I get got from the first summit to my very last was 50 days, five hours and 45 minutes. 50 days, five hours and 45 minutes. Yes. So... Just uh, my my yeah. cal- my calculations here is that you had an average of five point six mountains every single day. Yes, and I, I'm quite happy. Like when I when we set off, I was aiming for an average of seven a day, but that was if absolutely nothing had gone wrong with the minimum mm. of getting five mountains a day. So as you can okay, see, wow. I got I got just in that window of, yeah. of, 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 what, of what the goal was when we set off. So yeah. Hey, I hope you don't mind me interrupting the conversation. If you tuned in last week, you might have heard about our open weekend where we gave everyone free access to Pro Plus. If you got a chance to check it out, you might be interested to know that we have a sale on now that will save you 20% off your first year on Hiker Pro Plus. Simply open up the app and you'll see the offer when you sign in. Fun fact, Ellie actually used Hiker Pro Plus while planning her routes and navigating the 275 mountains of Ireland. Okay, let's get back to the interview. So, okay, what was, let's go right back. When when did the idea come to mind to, to take on something like this? So I think this has been the longest gestation period from an idea of a project to doing a project that I've ever had. Because I think, I think a friend had been talking to Carl about the idea. Um, sometime after James Forrest had done it. Um, but that never really turned into anything. And then we were, we moved out west and we were renovating this house. And Carl said to me one day, you know, you're really getting into this kind of like trail running or just like moving faster in the outdoors space. You should try and do the mountains project. Um, cause that's what it was just the mountains. Um, and I was like, um, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll do it next year. Maybe I'll do it next year. And then suddenly kind of the end of the year was looming and it was like, if I'm going to do this next year, I need to be training now. Um, so I'd say we took it, I like I took it seriously from maybe a year ago, maybe a little bit more than that. So it had probably eight six or eight months of lead up of like okay we need to start researching we need to start buying maps we need to start <laughs> um like I made sure I'd done my mountain skills too beforehand even though I was confident on the mountains anyway I just wanted to have like everything in the back pocket that I could um yeah but then 
it, it kind of went through this phase of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then you kind of get to about three or four months out and you're like, oh, this is, this is big. Am I, am I actually going to do this? Um, and we had to even delay starting by a month of the original plan just with getting everything organized to actually leave for up to like 60 days. And um, yeah, so then on the, it started June, we, we drove to Galway. <laughs> um, yeah, and we started on in the, the 12 bends. And did you, like, uh, like you, you average 5.5 minutes mm. per day, but like there's, there's kind of known routes, like the Glen, mm. Glen Cohen horseshoe, the yes. uh, Glen Co- Corbett on the far side as well. Like then there's the, the, the combination of all of those. Did you, did you do that or, or what was your approach to uh, like your route planning? So the route planning, I really have to give Carl so much credit. So for, for my very first day, I did the Glen Cohen horseshoe. Um, a, because we had done it several times before so it was like a known entity it was like okay well ease myself into it do something i've done before and i think that got seven peaks i thought um, you said the glen, the glen cohen i was like ease yourself into it like that's a hard day yeah so if anyone like is not from ireland there's like these two opposing horseshoe loops like right beside each other do not get them mixed up glen Co- glen corbett is the quote-unquote as ellie puts it the easy one <laughs> yeah no easy is the wrong phrase it's purely actually just that it was a, a known entity Ru- and route planning yeah fair and route planning yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like having a loop like that that would get me seven peaks where i wasn't retracing too many steps was really gotcha. nice yeah. yeah so the whole thing was a uh the, like the whole route planning aspect was taking multiple different uh sources so we'd look at mountainviews.ie to um, learn about different like access points or like what were the gre- agreed upon ways up mountains or, or what areas we should avoid if we were kind of crossing between mountain ranges. Um, like this really was Carl's domain because while I'd be on the mountains, he would be building my GPX files for the following days. Um, so he um, built himself his own little uh, system of he combined the Strava heat map with the elevation of routes. So it would be kind of automatically plotting between either the Strava heat map or just how steep the route was. Um, and and then, yeah, like knowing about like the um, Irish Peaks book from MI, um, just looking at literally any sources, looking at Hiker, looking at... Uh, everything and anything to be to see what kind of routes people did anyway because sometimes a route that pre-exists might be a couple of kilometers longer but if it's already there it's a lot easier going underfoot than being like okay and when you get 7k along you then have to take a sharp right and you're going to save 2k but you're like falling through the bog for that whole 2k so you're not actually saving any energy um, yeah yeah that's yeah and it must be so tough i suppose from Carl's perspective, like I, I know Carl uh, is a fairly, you know, established hiker himself and hill walker, and he's he's probably done most of the mountains himself already over over the years. But to to route plan something so extensive without yeah. being there, without yeah. actually being able to be up there and kind of go, okay, I plan this and I'm going to change the route. You know, mm-hmm. he's giving something to you, and you're just kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. Like it was a huge collaboration. So before we set off, we had the first 50 mountains. We had those routes done. Uh, Carl had them done and I had like uh, gone through them with him and been like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. This makes sense, whatever. Um, But then I guess it is also just the fact that we've been in the mountains together for mm, six years and we can kind of, like, yeah, we, we both know each other's ticks. So we know like, Mm. okay well carl's probably going to do it this way and i'm probably going to do it that way or whatever um and he also i feel like going into it he had a much higher belief in me than i did (laughs) so he knew that i would um be fine up there um which is nice and and it it wasn't always perfect like there were, were a couple of routes where he'd say okay well 
I've like we know that there is going to be something to follow until about 1500 meters from the road down and online I can find nothing about where you can join this road but at that point Mm. you're going to be high up enough you're going to be able to see the road I'm going to park here like we'll 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 cross that last 1500 meters when you come to it um so yeah it's it's about I, I feel like with every big project it's about planning as well as you can but also knowing that the plans are going to be so flexible and they're going to change so much while you're doing it but it's in that planning and in that research that you get comfortable with the ideas of kind of everything and if something goes wrong it's like well something's always going to go wrong but I remember that there was I don't know whatever um like there was a farm access point up to here and while nobody mentioned if the farmer was happy or not for hikers to be using that route or walkers or runners if I get stuck in a storm I'm sure I can come down that way yeah. if I need to that kind of stuff so yeah I, I like I, Carl definitely had the harder job of the two of us for <laughs> between all the route planning and being my chauffeur and uh head cook and <laughs> <laughs> <Nervous. Yeah. laughs> but like it, it like yeah I, I I would maybe even argue back that he probably had a and then like he's a map nerd and I'm, I, I, I know he's an absolute map nerd and he probably loved every second of doing it as well while it, while it can be stressful he's just like I get to look up maps yeah um, <laughs> but it, it it yeah it does just sound immensely complicated and it's like to do it for one day is one thing but to plan out you know routes taking into consideration the days and weeks and months that you have already done, you know, like having to kind of go, okay, you've got 50 days in your legs right now. Like what, are, what is the quickest? What is the, what is the, the safest? What is the most logical way of getting up this mountain? So it kind of, it, like while it gets, I suppose it, it probably just gets e- easier as you go to kind of go, okay, we've like experienced all these different mistakes. We've, uh, we've had mm-hmm. to like change plans like 10, 15 times <laughs> over. Um, but at the same time, you get there's other complications that come into the fold as you go along as well. Yeah. And I guess so when you actually look at the map of Ireland and you look at where the mountains are, um, the, the 600 plus uh, meter peaks, they basically do a whole ring around the island, um, right. skipping over Limerick and Clare. So the logical start point was either to start in Galway and go around clockwise or start in Kerry and go anti-clockwise. And the kind of, the, the, yeah, the factors that you were kind of talking about there to look at was if I, like, where do I start first? Because in many ways, start like I'm going to be freshest at the start. I am going to have more experience by the end. Mm. Which do I want to have for which side and I, yeah I decided to start in Galway and go around clockwise and finish in Kerry I decided that it would be more beneficial for me to have the mental fortitude of being like well I've climbed every other mountain on the island on the island I can get up whatever Kerry wants to throw at me which spoiler like just <laughs> just about um Kerry was Kerry had its challenges um and I'm, and I'm also glad I did it that way not just for the kind of mental confidence but I definitely gained fitness along the way as well I managed to kind of thread that very uh yeah thin line of you have to push yourself every day to actually be making progress mm. but you don't want to push yourself over the edge so that you're then too tired and that each day you're actually kind of like kind of going going downhill uh until you crash and that was one of the hardest parts of the project because there'd be one there was once or twice where I was like oh like maybe I'm not going hard enough Mm. and then there was once or twice where I was like I am dead I just want to sleep I do not want to get out of the car again um so I think I like I just managed to kind of to find that line for for the whole time which was yeah also tricky you speak like a true ultra runner you know (laughs) like you're just you're constantly on the edge you're constantly just like 
am I? Yeah, no, you know, just like, oh, like, could I just push myself a little bit further? But like, yeah, it's it's just an incredible uh, like thing to comprehend, you know, like not just the logistics of like getting around and planning all these different routes, but then also like driving from one stop to the next and like yeah. how fast is that drive going to be? Where are we going to mm-hmm. stay? You know, did, did, uh, sorry, accommodation. Like, did you stay, mostly stay in the car or did you? Oh, uh, it's a bit of everything. Okay. So stage with friends and family, we camped. Um, we had 10 days in my friend's van, which was, amazing thank That's you Kieran. Cool. yeah uh, <laughs> and then so when we started in Galway we stayed in my dad's house and that was our base for the start of Galway um mm. and then for kind of Mayo Donegal we had Kieran's van camped our whole way through the, the north made it down to Dublin Wicklow having lived in Dublin for 10 years I knew enough people there to <laughs> and Kieran again um put us up um then down towards Tipperary, stay with my mum, stay with more family. And then we head down to Cork and Kerry and we were camping um, in campsites. But the it feels very cliche. The, one of the biggest battles for this whole project was the weather. Yeah. And Ireland, yeah. Ireland and its weather. And so, like, so I did this project across June and July and July was the wettest oh, yeah. month, like July on record in history. Yeah. And some places, it wasn't just that it was 120%. Some places had 380% more rain. <laughs> I, <Go on>. yeah. <laughs> I was swimming these mountains uh, on occasion. And so but when we were in Cork and Kerry, um, we stayed in a, a campsite um for on for the whole Bear Peninsula and then we were heading up to the Dingle Peninsula and I was just so tired because we were lying there in the tent just f- feeling the wind and the rain battering it all night I wasn't actually recovering and that was when Carl made the call to book us into um, some private rooms and hostels and it's strange because there was a moment where I felt like I was um, like not being hardcore enough or something we ha- i think we had the same conversation last time when we we're Possibly. talking about hiking like, and like what, yeah. what what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing yeah but yeah yeah uh and i i, I kind of i tried to say that to carl and he kind of looked at me like in absolute confusion being like the goal isn't to camp across ireland it's to climb every mountain yeah <laughs> where you sleep is not integral to that um so um yeah then we stayed so basically in in each county or each area we had a base that we went from whether it was a family's house a friend's house uh a hostel yeah that was how we kind of made it around so there there was the the highs and the lows quite literally um (laughs) and like the irish weather obviously as you said like takes its its toll i I do remember like when i was doing my training as well for for kerry like the I was like, oh, I'll, I'll train through summer. Through summer, it's gonna be great. Nope. Yeah. Like the wind, the wind is probably even the hardest part, especially when you're going up mountains. Like it's just yeah. unbearable uh, around Ireland. But what were some of the the highlights? What were some of the the the, the great moments apart from finishing the whole thing? Apart <laughs> finishing, yeah. Oh, um. So one of my first, yeah, I, maybe on about day day six day eight around then I was in um Mayo at that point and I was going, going up Ben Gorm and it was my so it was a double it was my first double day where I did one section of mountains in the morning and then we drove I did a separate section in the evening and we were heading up and it was I don't know eight or nine p.m but obviously still bright in Ireland um but they had the most beautiful pink glow and it wasn't quite a cloud inversion, but I was looking over at Muiri and the, the the clouds were just kind of climbing over the sides of it and filling the, the basin in front of it. And yeah. oh, that was just like I, I will never forget that that mental image. That was just incredible. Um yeah. <laughs> That's burnt itself into my mind and I hope it never leaves. And um did a lot of sea swims 
as my cold water therapy yeah, <laughs> for the legs. Yeah. Um, so a, like a, a day or two after that view that I mentioned, um, I went up, I went up Mary, um from, oh God, uh, Silver Strand from oh, the yeah. beach. Yeah. yeah, Silver Strand. Um, from the, the quote unquote easy side. Because um, <laughs> I, was, I was getting uh, all of the, the, the peaks along that ridge. Um, but the, the, the mountain that day was completely in clouds. The cloud level never rose above about 400 meters. Mm. But the going down and swimming on the beach that day was just beautiful afterwards. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of good memories are also where I finished a section of mountains and came down and jumped straight in the sea. Um, another one is Schlieve Moor on Ackle Island. That's another one which that mountain is um, a phrase we kind of came up with uh, on the project was um, it was a mountain with no filler. So <laughs> no filler, no filler. Um, so only the best bits. You get straight into the climb. The climb is steep but short. Um, like the views are amazing. You're kind of the 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 way that I went up. It's somewhat of a, it's not a, a ridge is an overstatement, but you're kind of walking up the side of the mountain beside where it kind of has a little bowl with the lake in it. Like a shoulder. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the two come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of, yeah, a, a steep shoulder. Um, get to the summit, have a dance on the summit, come down, jump into the sea. That was that. Yeah, that was a, a, a beautiful <laughs> um, end to Ackle Island. Yeah, like so. it, it, it's it sounds like you know I, I had um I had Ian O'Brien uh, who t- who did European um or yeah. European uh, so yeah. he uh, he's beyond the podcast is so coming out next week or sorry we'll be coming out tomorrow. Um, oh, cool. uh, so he. Uh, he took on the challenge of climbing all the European, the EU 27 highest peaks or the highest oh. points in all, all these uh, EU states, plus uh, the highest peak in the UK in, in Ben Nevis and to yeah. do it in, uh, in 28 days. It was like, it, the story was absolutely incredible. I remember like following the whole journey. It is just like immensely incredible. Oh, like, and he kind of did similar, like he has to have logistics of like how he's getting to get from one to the other mm-hmm. and, and everything and um yeah you know some of the peaks are like you know in the netherlands where like it's a staircase you know there, yeah. there, 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 there no mountains but um i asked him the same question like what were some of the highlights and he said like some of the highlights weren't even being on mountains like some of them were incredible like those moments of like as you said like you hit you see yeah. the sun you know rising or setting and you got cloud inversions and you're either on your own or like you're with your friends or you're with carl and uh, but he said the best memories were actually in the van, you know, just driving around. Because when you take on a project like this, and like that's what I'm, you know, I've I've mentioned to you off air, um, and and you've got your thing as well, um, that's what you do it for. Mm-hmm. You do it for getting people involved, like uh, you know, having. Yeah. You're all working together for this project. I I would love to like support somebody else when they're doing something big or crazy, you know. Yeah. But like when it's when it's you, yeah, you have the the grueling task of actually completing the thing, but you get to come back down and you get to go, all right, cool. What are we doing tonight? You know, <laughs> we yeah. going to the sea. You know, what are we doing? Are we eating tea cake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, it, like when you're on these kind of adventures, you you get to the end of a day and it feels like a week, and you get to the end of a week and it feels like a month because it's just full of all of those kind of moments it's like your time is so full and so rich yeah yeah that's that it's it's funny you say that like the when we was down at, at, at Kerry for the Kerry way that's exactly how it felt you know when we got to the end of the whole trip we were there for four days and it felt like we were there for an entire month yeah it's just because every single moment you're out you're doing something you're getting ready for the race you're running the race you're you know, driving from here to here, and it just like you have all these memories, and it's, it's like staying active just makes you feel more alive. You know, yes, um, 
hundred percent. Nothing more cliche than that. <laughs> um, so did you did you eat much tea cake when you're on the mountain? No, 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 no. I, I, I we've we've evolved. Um. Oh, okay. What's the off now? Uh, oh, it, it's it, it was a lot of cocoa noodles. Um, oh, but, okay. Yeah, but it was it was it was making my own. Like I, I didn't use the sachets that came with it, so yeah. I I pre mixed my own. Um, is a combination of different dried seaweeds, chili flakes, pine nuts, sesame seeds, concoction, um, yeah, uh, garlic. Uh, so I pre-made my own seasoning. And so it was a lot of that um, with onion and um, scions and chickpeas. And yeah, it's a lot of that. Um more porridge than I would have liked, but it, it is, it, <laughs> there's a reason uh, you eat it. Uh, a lot of protein shakes. That that was probably yeah. Carl's hardest job. I'd get off the mountain and he'd be there holding the protein shake. And yeah. obviously, because we're living out of a car, it's just protein powder and water and a shaker. Was possibly one of the hardest parts of the project was getting that protein shake um, uh, into me. Um, but yeah. And then a lot of carbs. Chipper mm. chips were like little bags of sunshine when you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of bags of crisps. Because like the salts as well. Like I, I was, yeah. when I was on the mountain, I was drinking a lot of Tailwind. And I, I wasn't using gels. I was using whatever um, energy bars, different um supermarkets had on sale so all the different kind of trek bars naked bars all those um and then i would have summit jellies obviously you have to celebrate when you get to a summit so they were typically um aldi does a vegan little cherry um doing well yes yes you know them a little too well <laughs> well i i knew them so personally <laughs> for for those weeks um yeah i had just some summer jellies um that was pretty much my quote-unquote balanced diet um for those for those two months and so okay like training for something like this like how how do you train for something like this like you obviously as you mentioned earlier you gain fitness throughout the entire thing and every day you're training for the next day yes but there is a certain amount of endurance that you need to get ready for because even in those first like five days seven days your body's just going to be in a state of shock because it's like, yeah. hang on a second, you were just up here yesterday. What are you doing? Yeah. So how, how did you prepare for that? So I have a coach who's Andrew uh, of Fitness Goose Run Club, and he put together amazing training plans for me. And I will admit, I uh, did a terrible job of following all of them. <laughs> um but yeah exactly it's it's for the guilt of looking at the thing being like ah i've missed two runs this week um (laughs) so while i knew i wasn't going to be running my way across the mountains it was going to be a case of moving in whatever way was fastest for me um for the different areas i still focused on running as my training because it is a more intense cardio so if i was to try and do enough walking or kind of hiking in a week just getting that volume wasn't going to be possible yeah Yeah. so it was a lot of running a lot of going to my local hills and doing laps of the steepest bits um knocknaray whoever the people who live around knocknaray must have been absolutely sick of me um come april and may and uh yeah so it, it it wasn't the training wasn't crazy. Now, mm-hmm. maybe if I'd actually done it all, it, w- it would have been a little crazier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it, but like everything, it was about the consistency. So even when I would miss some, it was like, okay, well, I just need to really nail it for the next while. And I've also done enough of these kind of projects at this point where I know that if I can get through those, th- that the first seven days are going to be brutal. But then the body is just going to start to adapt. So for me, when I started, it was like, okay, we'll just get seven days. Just get seven days in. Don't think about, you don't know how many days it's going to take. Just get past the first seven. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which worked really well for me. For most of the project, I wasn't thinking about the 100, the 200 mountains I have ahead of me. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm just going to finish Galway and Mayo because Galway and Mayo have 50 peaks. So I'm just going to get that block done. And that's like, oh, and now I'm just going to do the north. And now I'm just going to get through Wicklow. Um, yeah, if I kind of looked at the the looming, overarching uh, size of the whole thing, um, your, your brain's just too tired to, to want to comprehend that. So taking it in those kind of bite-sized chunks um, really, really helped. Was there any ever a moment, you probably know the answer to this already, uh, was there a moment where you were like, it's going to drop it now? Did, did you ever want to pack it in? So the first, it, it wasn't a, a packing it in moment, but the first really low moment was in the morns. Um, so the day before I had rolled my ankle, not, not so bad that I couldn't move, but yeah. bad enough that I had it taped up and I only had two peaks left in the morns. And I was like, okay, tomorrow I get those two peaks. We drive down to Wicklow. That's all I do tomorrow. Be nice and chill. So the two peaks that I had left, I think were the most westerly peaks in the Mourns. I can't remember the names of them, but they were basically never done because they're not on the Mourn wall. So the, the route okay. of itself was very, both very, very steep and very overgrown and very boggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I really, really slowly, because I was like, I'm not doing any more damage. I really, really slowly hiked up, got to the first peak the the wall like there there was still a wall there even though it wasn't the the wall um followed the wall over to the second peak got that came back down and we drove I don't know 20 minutes to the to the closest petrol station uh put on my dry clothes was eating a bag of crisps and I zoom in on my Strava and I had missed the first peak so when I do remember when you posted this so when, yeah, when I got to that for what I thought was the first summit, the wall had a corner and it had a, it had a cairn, it had a big pile of stones. And I was like, this is obviously the summit. Didn't check anything. The actual summit was a hundred meters away on the other side of the wall. So we drove back and I put back on all my wet gear, <laughs> all my wet, wet gear. And went up again. And I cried while putting on the wet gear. I cried while I started the climb. <laughs> and it was like, if I'm going to cry, I might as well be moving while I'm doing it. You know, got to be efficient. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got to the correct peak and I stood there and I was like, well, I'm going to zoom in on my watch. This is definitely it. Okay. And that, in many ways, that was day 22. And I'm glad I made that mistake as early on as that. Mm. Um, like I hadn't yet, I don't think I'd yet hit a hundred peaks at that point. Okay. Um, so it was relatively early on to, to kind of make that mistake. And I was hypervigilant uh, after that. So that was kind of the first low, low day. And then it probably wasn't until I was in, cause so the County of Kerry itself um, or if you take the ones kind of on the border between Cork and Kerry as well, there's about a hundred peaks just down there out of the 275. Wow. Yeah, I think if you take just the county of Kerry, it might be about 91, but there are some on the border. So yeah, a hundred just, just down there. And that was quite daunting. And so I did the Bear Peninsula first. I absolutely love Bear so much. And then we moved up to the Dingle Peninsula and yeah, it, it was really starting to hit me. I was getting really tired and I was like, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm going to have a big day. I'm going to push through. And I was just in the clouds, couldn't see anything. And I looked down at one point and it's like, your last kilometer took you 22 minutes. And I had been like, it, it was bog. There wasn't any trail, but I had been pushing. And I was like, how did it take me 22 minutes to do one kilometer? And that just... It killed you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so um, I cried my way across <laughs> the next uh, several peaks. Um, I, it, it was, it's funny um, in other projects when things have kind of frustrated me or, or overwhelmed me, I would kind of, I don't know, give myself a little bit of a talking to. And I, I, I ne- re- re- like resorting to tears has never really been, um, I don't know how, how I dealt with things, 
But mm-hmm. I guess you also just get such a sense of relief afterwards, after mm. after a good cry. That uh, well, is that, I, it, that's that exhaustion cry though. Yeah, like yeah. The, your body is just like it's just like so tired that it's just like, well, I'm just going like, to let all the tear ducts go and like your emotions yeah. flow out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just, they just flow out, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Okay, well, that's done now, so I guess I keep going. Uh, <laughs> that particular day, yeah, I was quite low, and Carl actually like hiked up from the other end uh, yeah. without without me knowing to to meet me on the last like mountain or so. Uh, and then I saw him, and I, <laughs> yeah, the exhaustion tears came again. And I was like, ah, <laughs> you're here. Um, yeah, so those are probably the the lowest moments. And out of out of fifty days, I'm kind of I'm really happy that. There yeah. were there, there were only like two, maybe maybe three or so that were particularly low. Yeah, like that. That I I do remember when you uh, posted about the um, having to redo that peak. Yeah, and that just like it killed me inside because I was like, you are you've just killed yourself all day and for the last three weeks doing all these different peaks and you you just you just finish for the day. You're just like, okay, mentally I'm done, and then you have yeah. to go back and do it again. And like that, that kind of like walk of shame of putting your clothes yeah. back. Well. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like, was sorry, sorry. I was going to ask about like, about that peak. What was it like? Higher elevation, or was it just the the actual pinpoint peak was like a hundred meters away, one hundred and fifty meters away? Oh yeah, to, to the eye, it did not look higher. Um, okay. Just the plate, just the actual marked. And so I had all two hundred and seventy five peaks. Um set on my watch as mm. um yeah waypoints so I could zoom in and get to exactly and there were several mountains where I would look at the pin on my watch and I'd stand there and be like well this doesn't actually feel like the peak I'm like well there's a there's a fancy looking rock over there I'll go stand by that rock and then I'll stand by that rock and I'm like actually that little lump over there looks higher I guess I'll go stand there for a minute <laughs> if anyone could see me just kind of wandering around because they're, they're like there isn't going to be a Cairn on all 275. So there was, there was multiple days where I was just like, ah, I'll just kind of wander around here for a bit. And at some point, yeah. this I'm going to be on what is, quote unquote, like the highest point. Um, yeah, definitely had several of those. <laughs> so the last peak, so when, when it, it, you reco- the recording of this, I assume, was peak to peak. So it was like from the time you hit the first peak to the time you hit the last peak. That was the, the recording yeah. of it. Yeah. So what um when you hit that last what sorry, what was the last peak? Oh, uh it was in the Mangertons. Um oh what was its name? I should know that. Let me click on it. Oh, the first one. The first you know. so the, my first peak was um Derry Clare. Oh Derry Clare, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I came up through the forestry. Um kind of on the outside of the the horseshoe up to Derry Clare. Yeah, and went around that way. And then my last peak was Knockbrack. Okay. In the Mangertons. And that um, was the one that Carl came up and met you at the at the at the top. No, no, no. Actually he didn't come up to no, so the, it was in it was, it was on Dingle where I where he had to come up and meet Oh me. sorry, okay. So okay. so yeah, no, so for the final peak, um it would have been lovely if the weather was nice and it had, been, it, it had been any way accessible, but it was not. Um, the Mangertons, there are a couple of nice trails around some of them um, to link all seven of them that I wanted. Um, it, it was a lot of bog. And so I got to Knockbrack. I FaceTimed Carl to be like, yay, in the like sideways rain. <laughs> that was just attacking me. And he was like, okay, great. You look a bit blue. Let's get down. And, yeah. uh, or like, you look like frozen. <laughs> Not sad, just frozen. Uh, let's get off the mountain now and um, yeah, uh, and, and get you some food. <laughs> <laughs> and some warm clothes. Yeah. And, like, what was, uh, say, like some of the longer times on, on the mountain, like your kind of average time, like out the day. I know you have your double days. Yes. Um, which would probably would be like the longer yeah. one separating into two sections. Was there any yeah. like big long stretches where you're out for? So, yeah, I guess it depends. So my, my longest or my biggest quote unquote double day was actually uh, five separate sections. So it was coming from basically from the Wicklow Mountains down to kind of the Tipperary Cumbers area. There was seven different peaks along that way that include like Mount Leinster and Blackstairs and whatever that are all 
that were all separate. So that was my longest literal day from the time I started to the time I got to like finish um, getting. So I think across those, yeah, it was five, five outings, seven peaks, not quite 40K, 37 or so K. Um, My longest individual day peaks wise was I got all 19 of the McGillicuddy Reeks in one day. Oh, oh, yeah, there's a big, yeah. there is a loop, there is a massive loop that you can do there. Is it? Is, that's not the luck. No, so um, so what I did, I started at um, up Hydra Road. So there is a loop that you can do there that takes that you can take in Karen Tool and come down Cahar West. So mm-hmm. I started at Hydra Road, um, went um, up that, over to Cahar West on the loop, and then back over um, to Karen Tool. <laughs> And then I went um, via Big Gun and Nocknapeshta. So it's mm-hmm. quite a ridge scramble, very technical crossing through that bit. And then basically down into the Gap of Dunlow at the very, very far end, mm-hmm. um, which was a really cool day, actually. I really enjoyed it. I just about got the wet, like that was one of the few days in Kerry where I had good weather. Um, that was, and that was why I did it that day. We had each section or each mountain range broken up into different um different routes obviously and when people ask oh so what day exactly are you going to do car tool it's like well i'm going to wake up and i'm going to look at the window and the sun is going to be shining and it's like okay today we're doing <laughs> the reeks or, or or whatever um that was how we how we how we were able to do that that way basically because the weather was just so bad you had to had to just seize the day um yeah. Yeah, and it's so changeable down there as well. Like you can, so like changeable. You, the, the weather report could be saying that it's going to be sun, sunshine, and literally out of nowhere, just a, a random storm shows up. So there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um. Well, and I, 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 one thing I suppose that that I do kind of un- understand as well is is the the post challenge and the post event lull. Mm. Yeah. You experience that, like when you finish the whole thing and you're. You know, you have a bit of like, you know, people like erupted when this happened for you. Like, and you kind of like, you know, like, I think uh, certainly from the way I saw it, it was like, it was like, Jesus, Ellie just like not only did all the mountains, but also like broke the record and people erupted for you and it was amazing. And uh, that you probably had a couple of weeks of that. Like, did that kind of keep the, the buzz going or, or what was that like? Yeah, it was true. So I, I've kind of I've had the post trail blues on several projects. So, and each time I feel like I am more prepared. Okay. But each time it does hit. And yeah. I think it's just something to be expected. Um, so I was putting out daily videos for this project. However, they were on a delay. They weren't live. Mm-hmm. So I had a f- couple of days between finishing the project and when the actual last video went out, being like okay, I've actually done it. Um, like many people guessed beforehand, but... Um, well, I saw your Strava, so I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that so for those couple of days, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I feel very content. I feel very happy. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not going to hit so hard this time. And then I had, yeah, a few days of like being, yay, you did it. Um, but no, it, it did hit. Um, but the only way to kind of manage it is, is by by going back outside in, in smaller ways. Mm-hmm. Um, now my car literally broke down on the drive home from Kerry the day after we finished the project. Like th- th- that car has actually fully died now. <laughs> um, the poor thing limped its way around the country. We, it, it was not fit for, 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 for the lifestyle I wanted to put it through. Let's just say that. It was quite old. Um, so n- it breaking down uh, just as made home was both nice to then have a couple of days to be like, well, I can't go anywhere. I haven't slept in my bed in months. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy that. But I think still going out and doing small things is what really kind of balances those um, post trail blues for me. Yeah, going swimming in the lake and doing trails around me that are still fun to do and still um feel like i'm i'm yeah touching grass and all that <laughs> yeah grounding yourself yes exactly 
And you did the, the Dublin Marathon recently as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was really fun. That is the first marathon where I've gone out um, with a friend and been like, we're just going to talk our way the whole way around the marathon. We're not going to, we're going to stay in like zone two style. (laughs) We're just going to talk our way the whole way around. And we did exactly that. And it was fantastic. Um, And I also, yeah, I I did um, like the Eco Trail 32K route. I had a lot of fun doing that. I had so that much was another, fun. Like, I'm sure you were like well prepared for that because that was a torrential day. At this point, I'm starting to wonder if it's me. Because <laughs> the double marathon was also raining. Yes, it was. Yeah. Torrential yeah. rain. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're a bad luck. Right. Yeah. Stay so maybe, maybe I just need to sign up for like the like uh, Marathon de Saab style event and I'll just I'll just bring the the cool air the irish rain with me um and yeah yeah who knows um so what's what is next like do you, do you i know we we spoke off 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 record uh <laughs> about some plans but is there anything you can you can share oh um i should have thought about this question yes <laughs> it's a tough one though as well especially when you've like done so many things you're kind of like and it's the end of the year as well like we're in november mm. you know you're like well i'm kind of going to hibernation mode so maybe <laughs> um yeah <Yeesh>. yeah <laughs> when when i finished finished yeah that was the first time where i i think that was also what actually maybe fed into my tra- post trail blues a little bit that was mm. something I hadn't prepared for. It was the first time I'd finished a big project and didn't have an inkling of what I wanted to do next. Um, so it's taken the couple of months since I finished to have some ideas start knocking about and nothing has really taken shape yet. But there are loads of ideas there. Yeah, And as I said to you, like one or two that I might like try starting and see how I go, but... Um, yeah, it's nice to now have some, yeah, some personal ideas and then, yeah, come up with some, some kind of tough souls, outdoor adventure ones as well. Nice. Because, uh, like, uh, uh, something I, I, I suppose I think about quite a lot is, like, there's motivations for things, but once you, it feels like once you start doing stuff like this, you just want to keep going and you want, uh, like, the, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, a question that I do ask a lot is like, where do you get the motivation for this? And it's like, yes. well, I get the motivation from the last thing I did. And I got the motivation <laughs> from the last thing I did before that. And like, you know, the first one was like, I just got up and I just started doing this thing. I watched a movie or read a book yeah. or a friend invited me on this run or something like that. And it just started. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you have done so many things over the years that like each have been an inspiration for the next thing because it, yes. you, you're just, you're just sitting at home kind of going, uh, <laughs> yeah and, what and, wild thing can i do next <laughs> and it was funny kind of on the last like couple of days where i was like okay I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna break this record i was kind of imagining like what questions i might be asked that sounds very vain but you're up in the mountains for several hours by yourself you got to think about something and um oh, this I, is great you're pitching your the questions that i should have been asking you through <laughs> <laughs> but so the, the one question i didn't thing to ask myself was why why did you do this project and oh. it was the first question I was asked um in the article interview and I kind of sat there and I was like but, but but why not yeah and I I didn't quite articulate it at the time but yeah it's like this thing of I I love the outdoors I love the mountains so much that when the opportunity came when every when the stars aligned that I could do this, mm. there was never going to be a chance that I, I wouldn't. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. Um, and I'm. It was. I was both. I'm very lucky that I have the the kind of the privilege and the access to do this. And, and that luck is kind of two sided. It's it's uh, who I am, and then it's also like I, I did put in a lot of work to do it. So it's not mm. just uh, leprechaun luck. It's also the luck you build for yourself. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was funny how, how much that stumped me. I was like, I couldn't imagine why I wouldn't want to be on mountains every day. And, and why, yeah. that, like the, the record was a really nice goal, but it wasn't the motivation for the project. And if it had been the motivation 
it would have been way more detrimental. The motivation was to climb every mountain and was to continue my love of the mountains. If the motivation is just the record, then why bother picking this record? Why not pick some other record? Mm. What I wanted was to see every mountain, and I did. So. Exactly. Like, you're kind of going through like a, an Argos catalog of the things that you could be doing, and you're kind of like, mm. oh, I like, I like that one. You know, that's something that I can see myself enjoying, you know, sometimes not enjoying, yeah. but <laughs> most of the time enjoying. That's something that, like, I, I, I can see myself dreaming about. Yes. That's the one I want to do. And if I break the record, fantastic. If I don't, still, I got to spend, you know, 55 days, five hours and 45 minutes on the mountains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and in those really low moments, like, th- th- there were times where I was like, well, but you're doing the thing. Like you're on, like yeah, it's hard, but you're on the mountains and you're doing the thing. So yeah. even though this is quote unquote a low moment and I'm, I'm down, I'm still on a form of a high. I'm still yeah, yeah living the life that I that I dreamed about. So yeah, I I, th- I do think that that like that answer of why not is just kind of sums it up so so well. Um, another guest that I had, he just it was on the podcast that came out last week. Uh, Louis Philippe Long, mm. like this e- expeditionist, and like he pretty much said the same thing. You know, like I was asking him, why did you cross Tasmania in the wilderness in winter? You know, unsupported and like avoid roads. Like, why did you do that? He's like, what? Like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, I just I, I I got inspired by this other person that was doing things, and no one had ever done this before. So I was like. Why wouldn't I do it? Yeah, you know, if I if I have the if I have the luck to be able to do it, I have the means and I have the the drive and I have the I put the work in to do something like this. Why, like, why wouldn't I do it? And yeah. um, it's not some some of these things aren't for the good of mankind <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or humankind, but they're but you know, not everything has to be about like you know, yeah. Saving, saving the world saving the world exactly but there is at the same time there is that message that comes along with it and that's something that you preach so well with uh, with leave no trace yes um and i'm sure that's that may, it took a huge uh, uh kind of uh, place within the logistics and the planning of, of everything mm. um when you're thinking about like the land that you're going over like the traces that you're leaving you know making sure that you're not like making you're reducing yeah. the impact that you have and, and and considering all of the people who maintain the land that I was crossing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah because, like there are some areas um, that even trails in Ireland go through, like that will be areas of mountains that are called commonage, but they're not, they're not common to the people. They are a, a common stakeholder group, basically. They are common to a group of people that, that, that share the land themselves and that, that maintain it through this group. Uh, and some of these groups can have up to 200 landowners yeah. involved in, in taking care of these mountains. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I will say that I had almost zero bad experiences with, with landowners. I had zero bad experiences. Um, I met several farmers as I kind of came down into their farmyards to be like, hello, this is the way off the mountain that I was told about. I hope you don't mind me being here. And they were so nice. Like one guy I came down and he was like, oh God, I didn't see you there. And he's kind of looking around and he was like, are, are you on your own? Like, like, where's the rest of your group basically? And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. just me. And we had a great chat about, um, there were sea eagles nesting in the cliffs above his farm. Wow. And so a, I think it was like an MPWS ranger or a conservation ranger anyway, mm-hmm. would come out every six months or so and would go up and do like monitoring and stuff and then come down and tell him that the the chicks that hatched two years ago are now like, this is a guy in Kerry, but the chicks are now living up in Mayo and he'd hear about that. And oh, we had like the most amazing chat. And then he, he basically was inviting me in for a cup of tea. And I was like, I, I actually have to go. I, I, I didn't tell him that I had more mountains that I planned on climbing that evening because he was already looking at me like I was a little bit of a crazy person. I didn't need to kind of open up an, an extra can of worms, but oh, I had such, such wonderful conversations with people. And, and yeah, so it's, yeah, it's about kind of like respecting all their work as well that I really appreciate. Yeah. 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 Well, look again, there's that point again. It's, it's about the people. It's about the experiences that you yes. share with other people and, while you were on your own, you had people around you. You had Carl. You had uh, all your friends. You had 
everyone kind of watching your your Strava, your social media, you know, it's it, these things, adventure, the best adventures are shared. And yes. uh, this is definitely one. One other question, and like I just look at the time there and like, <laughs> like definitely stay here for another hour and chat away, um, was it's, a, I suppose it's around like it, the, the record now, like, so you mm. hold this record and like, it's one of those ones that I'm sure someone like now that's it, it's, you know, made the news and like it's been like your 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 name and your face are plastered <laughs> all over the world with this. Um but it invites other people now to to come and do it. Yeah. And I suppose how does that make you feel about like the prospect of someone now coming along and, and, and taking it away from you? Uh, excited. Um yeah. so like I took one day off, uh, I think it was day forty two, to go to my friend's wedding. Um, I had promised I'd go to his wedding a year beforehand and it was a three day wedding and my original plans is that I was going to be finished in time but as, as always the plans change so I took one day off to drive up to I was already basically in, in Kerry not quite I drove up to Kildare to go to his wedding for that one day and we drove back wow. down um, so for anybody who wants to beat the record don't don't, don't go to a wedding uh, <laughs> um, don't twist your ankle because so doing the kind of Dublin Wicklow section took me about seven days to do the mountains there. And that was because I had maybe like, so I, I, I twisted my ankle on day 21. So day 22 through to 25, I was only doing one or two peaks a day just to kind of keep the momentum up. But I like my, I could just about put the foot in the shoe. So I like, I had to get the swelling down. I had to kind of manage all that, do enough that I felt like I was still making progress, but also resting it. And, and then don't do it in one of the wettest months of the year uh, or of wettest months in history. Um, and also <laughs> the year <laughs> um, that, that also added time so so one of the hardest mountains i climbed is Burin Cara in in Kerry and the route up distance wise is only about 1600 meters you climb close to 700 meters it took me four hours round trip because it's just a mountain of rock and so the mountain was just a waterfall and i wow. was sliding my way down with every one foot i'd go up um and then to come back down, I had to try and not slide down too fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those are my top tips for anyone who wants to break the record. And and yeah, I would absolutely love, I'd absolutely love for someone else to go and do it. Um, yeah, let me know when you're planning and I'll come out and I'll crew for you for whatever amount of days I can. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently watched, because um, just, uh, just say as well, you're not a, a first time FKT holder. You're, you're second time, at least as far as I know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and as you you kind of set the record and you, you you invited people to come along then and take it, but you always had the first, you know, you'd always have the first on that one. Yeah. Um. I recently watched. Uh, I don't know if you know Paddy O'Leary, the Irish trail runner based in San Francisco. Yes. He has a a documentary about the Wicklow Round. I do know this. And I think it was literally like the day or two days after he had set the record, someone came along and beat it. Yeah. By like half an hour or something like that. Yeah. Like breaking a record that soon would have been, I'd say, hard. hard yeah. Like that would be that would be heartbreaking, a little bit. It's been a couple months now. Like, and no one's going to do it through the winter, so I have until next summer to to enjoy my title. Yeah, that must have been really hard. Or even what was it three years ago? The the top three finishers of the Kerryway Ultra of the two hundred k, all top three broke the previous record. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. That, that's, yeah, because of the the. the it was a wonder year for conditions like yeah. they, just, they got it. and and then the field was just so strong as well. Yeah. They just had like Keith Lane and and uh, and and those lads like they just yeah. When you have when you have people that that fast and yes. the conditions are that good, you know it's it's yeah. it's always going to be record breaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ellie, thank you so much for coming on again, and you know, waxing lyrical about this. As I said, I could chat for another hour at least uh, about all the all things mountains and trails and and running. You know, and I never get to talk uh, much about running on this podcast, so I'm glad to have uh, I'm glad to have my day. Delighted to yeah, squeeze it in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll I'm I'm sure we're going to be talking again on the podcast at some yeah. point in the near future. Uh, whatever you do in the in the next in the next couple of years, uh, best of luck, and you know, I'm Likewise. sure we'll, we'll be out in the mountain again uh, together soon. Definitely.
All right. Thanks, Ellie. Cool. A huge thanks again to Ellie for joining me on the podcast. Always a joy to speak to Ellie. Uh, she's just done so many wild and wonderful things and speaking to her before and after the podcast uh, she's definitely got her eyes on some big challenges uh, over the next couple of years that's it for this week join us again next week for another conversation and until then happy trails Thank you.